0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy building podcast. Today is day 721 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. Starting today and on every Wednesday, we are shifting our focus to explore new trails on how to gain wisdom. We are starting a series that will help us to explore our trek of life through a biblical worldview. During the first few weeks, we will plot out what a biblical worldview is and why it is so important as a Christ follower to interpret life through the lenses of a biblical worldview. Once we lay the foundation, we will then look at current issues that will impact our world and society and explore them through the lenses of a biblical worldview, instead the lens of modern media or even social media. You may not always agree with my views, and that's okay. I am open to any comments that you may have on the subjects that we will explore. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marriott, Ohio. My time invested last week with our partners in Arizona was productive as we started with the construction of Phase 2 townhomes in Mesa. We do have a tight schedule this time, so it is imperative that we stay focused and are able to meet our deadlines. I personally have found that most of us are more productive and can accomplish much more when there is a deadline and schedules that we must adhere to. On the home front, Hazel is back at Children's Hospital this week. She is scheduled for chemo treatments through an IV and a spinal tap. Unfortunately, during the initial testing, they determined she has contracted a form of chicken pox, which happens to some leukemia patients since chemo kills the cells that were created from the vaccination for it. They will have to alter her treatment somewhat because of this. Your continued prayers for Hazel and her family are very much appreciated. As a Christ follower, How does a biblical worldview help us to interpret events that impact our lives? Whether it is an illness such as what Hazel is going through or any current events around the world. The first item that we need to establish is what exactly is a biblical worldview? The short answer is looking at the world and all the events past, present and future from God's viewpoint. Since we are certainly not God, what does this mean to us? First, we have to understand that everybody has a worldview from the remote tribes of the Amazon and the villages in rural Africa to the staff members, officials, and elected officers at the White House. Everybody has a philosophy on how they view the world. Simply put, a worldview is simply the way that a human being, regardless of their ethnicity or background, looks at life, the way that we perceive things. This is also referred to as our paradigm or the filters by which you process life you might say that it is our rose-colored glasses by which we view the world. Everyone has this lens that they look at the world through. And the way that we look at the world makes all the difference in the world. It determines how we define reality, as well as how we relate to each other. Everybody has a lens for which they interpret where life came from, why bad things happen, and what their purpose of existence is really all about anything from a very macro view of why we are here to the minor everyday instances such as a flat tire. In other words, everybody has a worldview, and no two worldviews are exactly the same. If you are a Christ follower, as I am, then you should choose to have a biblical worldview, which means that we view life through the lenses of God's Word. We believe that the Bible is inspired of God, inerrant and infallible in its original writings. It is sad to say, though, that few believers can put their hands on what they believe as their worldview because they really do not know what the Bible teaches. A new joint study by Barn and Summit Ministry looks at the worldview of practicing Christ followers, and the results are just not very flattering. Among other things, it is found that only 17% of Christ followers have what the researchers considered a biblical worldview. I may explore further in this study on subsequent Wisdom Wednesday series, but suffice to say, those who have a biblical worldview is a very low percentage of Christians. Not everyone you live around today has the same worldview as you do. In fact, the public education system of the United States and most advanced countries have been teaching the opposite of a biblical worldview for the past 75 or so years. It is not surprising that most of those living around you have an opposing humanistic worldview. There are also those who have a confused worldview Because they attempt to mix a biblical worldview with with a humanistic worldview, and then wonder why everything seems so mixed up in our world. Is it any wonder that so many people, including Christ followers, are on anxiety medicines, suffer from stress-related illnesses, and we see a dramatic rise in suicidal thoughts or even actual suicide? I would conjecture that there is at least some correlation between the two. So how is a person's worldview formed? A person's worldview is actually formed in many ways. The first way is by culture. The civilization or culture that a person lives in, their society, their value system, their customs, arts, and their heritage with all of its traditions, traits, and ideals. Secondly, education. What a person has been taught as truth. Please understand that you and I are the products of what we read, watch, and allow to subject our minds. Third is our religious beliefs. When a person has been taught as matters of faith. Fourth is emotions. How a person feels about a matter can be so strong that it actually outweighs any logic or truth. And fifth is the Bible. For the Christ follower, it is a belief in God's written word and the adherence to those teachings. For others, it may be the Quran or some other scripture which they consider to be their supreme authority. How you and I look at the world is largely shaped by the culture around us, and our culture is largely shaped by the worldview that is accepted by the majority of those who live within it. For example, if you work in a job in which you are the only Christian present, or if you attend a liberal college, you may be subjected to a pretty rough environment. The same is true when you live in a society that is dominated by media that is anti-God. The culture is ordinarily shaped by the majority, or at least what the majority will tolerate. You and I have to be very careful that we do not let this anti-God worldview shape or change our worldview. The culture around us is made up the sum of everything that is prevalent in the society in which we live, and it is not neutral. The danger is for us that we can become so attached and so enamored with the culture around us that we actually become captive to it. When this happens, the first thing that we begin to question is our worldview. We begin to question the absolutes of God and trust the theories of the world. This is a subtle mind shift over time as we allow inputs into our mind that are not aligned with God's precepts. When Paul delivered the sermons on Mars Hill, it was to a humanistic society as we read in Acts chapter 17. He did not even remotely question his worldview though. He was so confident in his belief system, that is his faith, that he took his biblical worldview and engaged a pagan society that was very sincere in what they believed. He did not back down and boldly proclaim that his God was true and their gods are false. There are some important components of a biblical worldview which should help us to form our worldview from a biblical perspective. And today we want to look at six components of a biblical worldview. The first one is God is the creator of the world and rules the universe, as found in Genesis 1.1. Second, the Bible is God's word for mankind and is completely accurate, including all matters of life and its origin. 2 Timothy 3.16. Because of God and His Word, absolute moral truth does exist. Ultimately all truth does come from God. Psalms 102, verses 25 through 27, and Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Fourth, Jesus Christ is the one and only Son of God. He lived a sinless life died for our sins, was buried, and rose again from the grave three days later, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, and 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Fifth, Satan is a real being and not symbolic. He seeks to derail or defeat God's plan for man, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. And the sixth is, salvation is obtained solely by the individual faith in Christ's work on the cross, and it cannot be earned. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. But we also see some dangers facing a worldview. Today we want to look at three dangers facing a biblical worldview. The first one is not viewing all of life through the Bible. You cannot just take bits and pieces of God's Word and form a philosophy for life. This is the biggest downfall today among Christ followers. Too often the result is we will only believe those things about God that will allow us to still be accepted by our society. Jesus did not live like this, Paul did not live like this, and neither can you. You and I must run everything about life through the lens or filter of God's view of the world, which is the Word of God, the Bible. We are told in 2 Peter 1, verse 3, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself by the means of His marvelous glory and excellence. The second danger is viewing opposing worldviews as enemies rather than opportunities. This is one of the hardest things for most of us to do. But that is exactly what Paul did on Mars Hill. He stood among them armed with nothing more than the scriptures burning in his heart and he spoke to them of repentance and judgment. What we fail to understand though is Mars Hill was a mission field, not a battlefield. Our apathetic, sensual, arrogant, and sometimes perverted culture is not our enemy. Satan is our enemy. People are the opportunity for evangelism. We must get off the defensive and get on the offensive. The Bible says that those around us who have an opposing worldview have their minds blinded by Satan. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4 says, Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is an exact likeness of God. And the third danger that's facing a biblical worldview today is not believing your worldview is absolute. Not just right, but absolutely right. This is not an Americanized Bible worldview. But a biblical worldview based on god's kingdom which supersedes and replaces any particular country culture or society paul preached to the pantheists who believed in many gods not one god paul preached to the elitists of the day the poets historians educators and culture shapers god preached to the idol worshipers paul preached to the mockers paul preached to the unbelievers Paul preached to the evolutionist, Acts chapter 17, verse 24, and Paul preached to the racist, Acts 17, verse 26. Though we do live in a liberal society that is fast being overtaken by other religions and humanistic thought, we do not have to immerse ourselves as fish in the fishbowl of the world. Rather, we must immerse ourselves in the truth of the Bible. This is the only way that we can live a victorious, God-honoring life. What you believe means nothing until you put it into action by living a life that aligns with the precepts of God's word. Our worldview should be to build God's kingdom throughout the entire world, not to build an empire of any particular country. Next week on our Wisdom Wednesday episode, we will continue to explore how to shape a biblical worldview. After a few weeks of establishing a foundation of a biblical worldview, we will then view some of the hot topics that are prevalent today from the lens of the Bible. If you have any topics that you would like us to cover, please email them to me at guthrie at wisdom-trek.com or leave me a comment on the webpage. Tomorrow we will continue with our three-minute wisdom nugget that will provide you with a bit of wisdom that, if followed, will help you to grow healthier, wealthier, and wiser each day. So encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. That will finish our trek for today. If you'd like to listen to and the past daily treks or read the Wisdom Journal, they are all available at wisdom trackcom You can also subscribe to iTunes or Google Play so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor. But most importantly, I am your friend. As I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal.